the point we are in, which we have been developing on how to receive from God, is the fact that if we are going to receive from God, it's going to be on the premise of the work that our Lord Jesus Christ did. Please, I want to go over correcting Christians again. We are not receiving from him on the premise of what we did. We are not receiving from him because we paid our tithes. We are not receiving from him because we gave our offerings. It doesn't give us power with him to go and pray because we say we have given our first fruit. If you like, give second and third or seventeenth fruits. It makes no difference with God. What makes a difference is the name of Jesus. So please follow me in this series as I teach on what it means to ask in the name of Jesus because that is the only premise upon which you will get anything from him. Any other premise is called walking according to the flesh. That one you are sowing to the flesh and from that flesh will reap corruption. If you are going to sow to the spirit, it will be because you understand your grounds for coming. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Jesus is the reason why you can receive anything from God. So when we say we are asking in the name of Jesus, we are saying that we can approach God because Jesus has paid for our sins. The power of his blood has wiped away all our offenses. We are saying that Jesus did things that made him merit the blessings of God on the cross. And what we are looking at now is what it means to experience the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. What is grace? Grace is when the power of God is released into your life because you believe his word. Grace is when God is doing something for you because you are holding on to his promises. You know, Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. And what is the grace of God? He said, it is his power working towards me. And when he was praying for the Ephesians, in Ephesians chapter 1, he said, I want you to understand the exceeding greatness of his power that works towards those who believe. So grace is when God's power is working towards you. How is that grace activated? It is activated by faith. What we have been seeing is the most recent part of these messages is the fact that Jesus also, apart from being the Lamb of God that shed his blood to wipe away our sins, is also the summary of the promises of God, which is what we hold on to for grace to flow into our lives. I read from 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Let me read it again from verse 20. It says, For as many as may be the promises of God, in him they are yes. That is, all the promises are confirmed in Christ Jesus. So, when I want to go and pray, therefore, to receive from God, one of the most important things I will do is to make a demand on the promises of God. Because I've already said I'm not coming by my own power. It's not because of what I did. I'm not going to ask God for money because I have given money. It's a very foolish thing to come to God and say, Lord, I gave you a thousand naira, you will multiply it to a hundred thousand. Never, ever, 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 as a child of God, come to the place of prayer and ask God to do something for you, and you are telling him it is because you have done something for him. Please, it is not Christianity for you to take your checkbook and wave it up to God and say, look at my checkbook, I have been given, therefore you will give back to me. That is not Christianity. That is another religion entirely. Now what I've been explaining to us here is that what God is doing is to fulfill his promises. So if you are coming to him, remember, he is doing these things because he loved you. We read that from the beginning. That God is doing these things for us because he loved us. I should read that again so that we will recall it to mind. Uh, this was Moses speaking in Deuteronomy chapter 7 from verse 7. He said, The Lord did not set his heart on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other nations. He said, Rather, it was simply that the Lord loves you. And he was keeping the oath he swore to your ancestors. That is, God is not doing these things because of what you have in yourself, 
God is doing it because of a promise he has made and because he loves you. So if you are coming to him in prayer, therefore you want to receive from him, one of the first things you must do after removing your eyes from your own good works is to make a demand on the promises of God. You must understand this. What God is doing is fulfilling his promises. He is not fulfilling the deal you claim you made with him. I said that last time. Let me say it again. Some people will say that uh, I told God I will do this for him, that he will do this for me. You are the one that made that deal. God did not sign up on it. He just assumed that he did. What, you can, what God is doing is to fulfill the promise. Whether you have done anything for him or not, you walk up to him and say, Dear Lord, you are my father. You said in your word that no good thing will you withhold from those who walk uprightly. You said in your words that Jesus died to end my poverty. You said in your word that this is the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I have come to come and receive that grace. I want it manifested in my life. One of my favorite scriptures concerning the banning of poverty out of my life is from the book of Isaiah chapter 66. And it's in verse 12. He said, Behold, God was given the promise, I will call prosperity to flow towards you like a river, and the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. I quote that scripture once in a while to remind myself, if I feel like I need a better flow of finances, I lift that scripture up and begin to declare it into the air. I said, Behold, he causes prosperity to flow towards me like a river, and the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. It is the word of God. He said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When I go to prayer, I say to the Lord, you are my shepherd, therefore I will not want. On that premise, I ask him for what I need. If it is, you need a new house, you need accommodation, where you are staying right now, you don't like it, and you want God to provide a new place for you, you say, the Lord, you are my shepherd, therefore I will not lack anything. He said, you will not withhold anything from me that is good. He said, you delight, I'm giving scriptures now, the, in the prosperity of your servants. These are the things you say before God. You say, Lord, therefore, because of these words, these are your promises. I ask in the name of Jesus, I want a better house. I will ask in the name of Jesus, I want an expansion of my business. I ask in the name of Jesus, I want an increase in my financial flow. I will ask in the name of Jesus for better things than what I have right now to flow into my life. Now listen to this. What you are doing is that you are asking in the name of Jesus because you are saying, in Christ Jesus, all the promises of God are confirmed. This is why people don't receive. They will come to God and say, God, I have sown the seed. You will multiply it. Around nonsense. If you know what it means to sow seed, we'll discuss it later. The Bible says the seed is the word of God. You, the money you gave is not the seed. The seed is the word of God. The money you give is just a way of being a good Christian. And every child of God, whether you need anything or not, you should be a good Christian. Some people say, when you want to receive, you go and give. That is not so. The law of giving and receiving is part of life, but it is not the way by which we get answers in prayers. The law of giving and receiving was taught to us by God to be an encouragement for those who indeed are givers. It was not supposed to be an incentive for people to give when they are in need. That was not why he said it. He just explained to those who give that continue to give, because like I said before, good works have a reward. It is just that we are not allowed to hope on the reward of good works. We are just supposed to do them and leave them for God. When we want something from God, we go based on the name of Jesus Christ. We say, these are your promises. Therefore, life is difficult for the Christian who does not know the promises of God concerning his life. Many people don't bother reading the scriptures. What they are doing 
is going about looking for who will pray for them. Remember, you need faith to receive from God. And faith cannot come into your heart except knowledge comes into your heart. Faith is a concomitant of knowledge. As you get to know, faith enters. Let me say it again. As you get to have understanding and knowledge, faith enters. Faith triggers grace. This is how it goes. Knowledge triggers faith. Faith triggers grace. And grace is the power that brings you prosperity. Grace is the power that brings you healing. Grace is the power that brings you abundance. So knowledge is the first thing you go for. It is not just to look for prayer. People think it is the power of an anointing that will always get them what they want. It can work for you temporarily. But if you are going to work in permanent victory, if you are going to work in permanent dominion, if you are going to work in permanent release of the power of God continually into your life, it has to be by faith. And that is triggered by knowledge. He said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You have just listened to a radio message by Pastor Banky. More of this and other messages are available from our website, kwm.com.ng. To contact us, write us at radiosemons at gmail.com. And do not forget to do your part in spreading the kingdom of God by sharing this message with someone else. Thank you for listening and may the fruit of this word blossom in your life.